You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Today I want to minister a message, making it easy. Making it easy. Turn to the person next to you say, making it easy. I know through your mind is going, you don't know what I've been going through. It's not easy. Amen? I'm not saying everything's going to be easy. I'm saying making it easy. All of us have got areas in our lives that we want to improve. Things that you want to change. And we are looking for lasting solutions, a permanent solution. Christ Jesus came to show us a more excellent way. He actually came to make it easy for us. Jesus' whole way is making it easy. Turn to the person next to you say, making it easy. You know, Christianity is all about the heart. What do you believe in your heart? What's going on in your heart? This little area here. If you're happy here, if you have peace here, there can be a storm around you, but the peace will be here and you can make some good decisions. The Word of God is the standard. It shows us how to live a successful life. Your situation, your circumstances that you are facing right now might not be what you are desiring, what you want, but you know you can change that. The Bible says in the book of Genesis 8 verse 22, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Seed time and harvest. Do you know what that means? It means you can change your harvest by the seed that you sow. If you need more smiles in your life, Start sowing smiles. Turn to the person next to you and just smile at them. Just smile at them. Smile. You know what's the funny thing? When you smile at people, they usually smile back. When you're having a tough day, when you feel discouraged, just get on your phone and send a message and encourage somebody. Just say, you're going to make it. I've been praying for you. I'm thinking about you. Obviously, really be thinking about them and praying for them. Amen. You'll be surprised to see the messages that will come back. When you start to plant encouragement, you'll see that will come back to you. You know, we've been living like this as, as a family for a long time. But this past Friday... Something happened for the first time that really surprised me. I, I went for a haircut, okay? Nothing serious, I went for a haircut. And I was a little bit early, I had to still rush through to Joburg, and then I was just waiting around, and they were still busy with a client before me. So when I came, I just said, look, you know, I'm a bit pressed for time, but please just finish, you know, they were busy with, with the gentleman, and I didn't want to spoil his moment for him. And I said, please just finish up. It's fine. And then when I got to pay, this gentleman had paid for me. And I said, what? He paid? I said, I usually do that for people. I'm shocked at people, you know. 
And God immediately took me. If you are planting that, even though it takes a long time, you'll start to harvest it. So, if you plant haircuts, you're going to harvest haircuts. <laughs> so, if that's your desire, keep on planting that. Amen. But if you want a different kind of harvest, if you need more friends, start to be a friend to more people. Amen? If you need encouragement, be that person to encourage others as well. Look at what the Bible says in Galatians 6 verse 7. And I'm reading from the J.B. Phillips translation, so you might not have that translation here, but you can just follow in there over it. It says, don't be under any illusion. You cannot make a fool of God. You know, sometimes we want to outsmart people. We think we are very clever. But the Bible says you cannot fool God. You cannot outsmart God. You cannot make a fool of God. A man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows. You might be going through a difficult time or a challenge now, but if you've been sowing righteous seeds, your harvest will be a righteous harvest. There might be moments of darkness, but if you've been planting light, the end result will be light. I heard somebody once say the difference between people that serve God and don't serve God. Us that serve God, we live in light with moments of darkness. But people that don't have God, they live in darkness with moments of light. Sometimes you look at people that don't serve God and you think, oh, why is there light in their lives? Why have they got a breakthrough? It's a moment. It's an event. Their life is where they are sowing darkness. You've been planting light. Light will manifest. Amen. A man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows. If he sows for his own lower nature, his harvest will be the decay and death of his own nature. But if he sows for the Spirit, he will reap the harvest of everlasting life by the Spirit. Amen. The New King James says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, that you will also reap. Amen. God has given us this ability, this grace. When you plant making it easy seeds, expect a making it easy harvest. You know, let me just say something. I'm, I'm a South African, and most of us have the mindset, if we don't make it difficult for somebody, they cannot learn. Don't raise your hand. Just double blink at me if you know what I'm talking about. We grew up, if we don't make it difficult and hard and tough, they don't learn. Who told us that? Where is that? Jesus, when we did not even know that we needed a Savior, came to this earth and died for us. He made it easy for us. Laid down his life for us so that we can just accept him. Amen? So we're not smarter than God. Turn to the person next to you and say, I know you are highly intelligent. I can see it written all over you, but you're not smarter than God. What you sow is what you will reap. The mistake that we make as Christians, we think the planting of good seeds on a Sunday is the most important. You come to church on Sunday filled with hallelujahs and amens and I love you brother and bless you brother. But the most important 
is the Monday to Saturday. What seeds are you sowing Monday to Saturday? It's not the righteous seeds that we are planting here today, coming to worship the righteous God, the holy God. What are you planting Mondays to Saturdays? Amen. Can I say this? Don't lose heart in planting good seeds. The haircut blessing came only years later. Amen. I was actually shocked and surprised. Verse 9 says, Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. Turn to the person next to you and say, Do not grow weary. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people and especially to those who are of the household of faith. You know what he's saying here? He's saying do good to all people. That's our, our habit. I hope my wife's not going to, but you know, when we hear about a need, she's now been helping a lady that she found out wanted to buy fruit for her grandmother. And every week she'll make sure that she can do that. That's a small need that we are meeting to somebody that we don't even know. When I'm around people and I, I meet a need, I be a blessing to people. But the Bible says here, the greater blessing should be to the household of faith. So what am I saying? It's good to help, but sometimes we help strangers more than we help those that are close to us. Am I talking to the right people here? Because sometimes those that are close to you, you know them better. Ah, what are you going to do with that money? How do you know the lady is buying the fruit? You're doing what is in your heart to do good. But if you consistently sow righteous seeds, you'll have a righteous harvest. Even when unrighteousness starts pressing against you. I mean, when you are making it easy for people and somebody wants to make it, give you a hard time. Don't start to plant hard time seeds. Continue to plant making it easy seeds. Am I talking to the right people here? Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm going to make it easy for you. One thing that I've learned in life, on this journey, Christian walk, we try and do things right. And we want to stay away from the wrongs. Am I talking to the right people? But you know, sometimes the things that you don't do can also be dangerous for you, can also have an impact on your life. You know, the mere fact that you are not, you're cutting back on your sugar and you're drinking only Coke Light or Pepsi Light or whatever you drink. You think I'm cutting out sugar, but you're still getting headaches. Why? Because you're not drinking water. You're not drinking enough water. So sometimes it's the thing you're not doing that's causing harm and damage in your life. The prophet Samuel said the following scripture. He said, far be it from me that I would cease or stop praying for you because it would be a sin. He said, I would be sinning if I'm not praying for you. Can you see why you have to pray for pastors? Amen. Because we're praying for you. Samuel says, I'll be sinning if I'm not praying for you. It will have an impact on my life. What is sin? Sin is when you miss the mark. Sin is when you miss the mark, what you are supposed to do and you're not doing it. The book of James says, 
He who knows to do good, he who knows that he should be planting, make it easy seeds. If he's not doing it, he's not making it hard for you. He's not just planting that making it easy seeds. He says, to that person, it's sin. Say, Aina. You don't have to say amen to that one. Amen. <laughs> you know what the Bible is saying? The Bible is saying, take action. Move in a direction to start to do what you have to do. Don't wait for things to happen around you. Make them happen. My dad, every week I got the make it happen speech. Did you get a speech or a sermon from your dad growing up and you think, Dad, not again, not again. And only when you are much older you say, thank you for doing that, thank you for doing that. So my dad quite often had to, don't wait for things to happen, make it happen. Make it happen. Don't wait for people to be kind to you. Don't wait for people to make it easy for you. Take the step and be kind to others. Take the step and start making it easy for others. Start planting those seeds so that you can have that harvest. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm going to make it easy for you. Can I tell you something? There's no greater way in showing your love, expressing your love, than to pray for somebody. When somebody is going through a difficult time, don't go home and discuss them. Oh, Susan is going through this again, and can you believe they now? No, no, no. Take them to God. Father, I want to bring Susan before you in her situation. Cover her with your blood. Cover her with your kindness. Cover her with your favor. Grant unto her wisdom and knowledge, understanding and the fear of the Lord in her situation, O Lord, and take her from where she is right now to where you want her to be. Make her way straight. There's no greater way in showing your love than to pray for somebody. Amen. When you start praying for people, when you start petitioning things for people, especially when you need those own things, guess what? The things that you make happen for other people, God will make those things happen for you. Am I talking to the right people here? Turn to the person next to you and say, we're in church right now. Yeah, we do things differently. So it's not just to do good, but to watch out the things that we are not doing. When I know I should do good and I'm not doing it, it's sin. I'm missing the mark. I'm not harming anybody, but God is looking at my heart. Sometimes God will just prompt something in your heart to do because you're the person that can meet that need. Am I talking to the right people here? All of us want to be blessed. All of us want to be helped. But God wants to use us as instruments of favor to be a blessing in people's lives. We are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Making it easy is the Jesus way. Sometimes to allow Christ to be formed on the inside can be tough. Amen. Especially when there's so much of Christ that's not yet formed on the inside. Galatians 4.19 says, My little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Christ formed in you. When Christ is formed in you, you'll have an attitude. I'm going to make it easy for you. I'm not here to make it difficult for you. I'm here to make it easy for you. One thing that I've learned, it's not just seeking His works 
but it's learning his ways according to Galatians 5, verse 22 and 23, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Do you know what's the beautiful thing about the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Every one of those, when you practice them, live them out, makes it easy for people. Matter of fact, it makes it easy for you as well. Not one of them has got difficult written over them. Love, joy, peace, patience. Patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Those are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. When we are led by the Holy Spirit, we are led by the Spirit of making things easy for people. Not to make it difficult for them. Am I talking to the right people here today? Who of you would like things to be a little bit more easy in your life? Who of you had a tough week? Who of you, when they made it tough for you, you made it tougher for them? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> the first area where we should prosper is in our spiritual lives. That's why we should be born again, born of the Holy Spirit the new man on the inside, the spirit of God's fruit manifesting in our lives so that we can go out into this world and show a more excellent way. Anybody can criticize, anybody can point the finger. Anybody can say that's wrong. Anybody can make it difficult for others. But you need the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit to help you to make it easy for people. When you allow that character of Christ to be formed on the inside of you, you'll see things will be easier for you as well. You won't take things to heart so easy. I mean, we all need a reformation of our hearts and our lives, allowing Christ to work in us and through us to make it easy for people. I grew up thinking it's good to make it difficult for people because then they can learn. Until you see this word, everything that Jesus did was to make it easy for us. Am I talking to the right people here today? Not just people to make it easy for you, but to have a mindset and say, God, I'm going to continue to plant seeds of making it easy until it starts to manifest in my life. Because we are created to walk with God. Imagine God made it difficult for us to enter into his presence. God, I just want to come pray. Mm. Were you kind to 500 people today? Did you read 40 chapters today? Did you fast three weeks, 21 days, water, water alone? Then you, imagine God made it easy, difficult for us, but he's made it easy for us. Okay, don't you go do all those things and think God will listen to you, okay? Those were just examples. God wants to make it easy for us. Life will have its challenges. But we want to get to a place where the apostles of old said, we glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And the hope of God does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. When the love of God has been poured out in our hearts and we start doing these good things, love and joy and kindness. It talks about a heart where the character of Christ is being formed on the inside. Matthew 5 verse 8 says, God blesses those with a pure heart, for they will see God. 
When you see somebody with a pure heart, you're seeing somebody with Christ's character. And as old, the older you get and you meet up with people with pure hearts, you know that Christ has been formed more and more and more because the older you get, the more tests you've been writing, the more nasty things has happened to you, ugly things people have said to you, and you had made a decision to respond with the fruits of the Holy Spirit of love and joy and kindness and gentleness. It doesn't mean that those nasty words didn't hurt you. It just means that you had the character to respond with kindness when people were ugly. Jesus said, when they despitefully use you, pray for them. When they curse you, bless them. He says, move in the opposite spirit. When they want to make it difficult, make it easy. When they want to curse you, bless them. When they want to despitefully use you, pray for them. Am I talking to the right people here? Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm going to make it easy for you. Can I just say, we are not here to honor God with our mouths and our hearts are far from Him. We're not here to say one thing and do another thing. Because God can look straight at our hearts and He can see that. Amen? Turn to the person next to you, look at them in the eyes and say, making it easy. Tell them again, say, making it easy. God does not speak to us just to hear Him, but He speaks to us to obey Him. Can I say that again? God does not speak to us just to hear Him, but He speaks to us to obey Him. This is the key. Living a life where things become easier, the key and the success is in the Word of God. Joshua 1 verse 8 says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. Meditation brings revelation. Day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Then you will make your ways prosperous and then you will have good success. What is he saying? He's saying, read this, see what it's saying. Don't just see it and hear it. Start to do it. When you observe it and you do it, then you will see your ways will become prosperous and you will have good success. To do this, you need the character of Christ in your life. To be able to do this, you need God's ability. You know what's the good news? God has made His divine ability available to all of us. When you become born again, you are linked up with God. The Jesus making it easy spirit lives on the inside of you. And when you are led by the Holy Spirit, may I say, when you are led by the spirit of making it easy for others, you are truly sons of God. Sons of God and daughters of God are not there to make it difficult for people. Can I have one amen, please? <laughs> One thing is certain, we all need total renewal in our lives, in our hearts. The way that we look at things, the way that we view things. You know, we've heard a thousand sermons. Am I right? You church-going people, we've heard a thousand sermons. But how many of those sermons have truly impacted your life and changed your life? 
You know, oftentimes we are looking for the seven steps to be successful. Twelve steps to be more anointed. Fifteen steps to make it easy and slip through the back door and just get what you want. Am I talking to the right people here? Twenty steps to be more anointed. And we think that the anointing of God is something that we can reduce down to 10 or 20 or 50 steps. We have books, we have sermons, we have bookshelves. Well, I'm giving my age away. Today you've just got computers and you save everything. Amen. <laughs> and how to receive God's anointing. Because you know if you've got God's anointing, that presence of God will change everything in your life. But the Bible teaches us that the anointing is something that God gives to suitable men, suitable women. That's why we need godly character. I've shared with you previously where God showed me a vision when I was a young man of a fire within and a fire upon the gift and the character. This fire within, the character, must start to burn right through the gift so that your gift can flow out of your character. But today, we have people that are gifted, but they've never concentrated on their character. And when your gift is greater than your character, you're an accident waiting to happen. It's like firing a cannon from a canoe. Because people's character has not been developed and they have a great gift. You'll use that gift to hurt people instead of helping people. The gift is the fire. The character is the oil. When the oil dries up, the gifting cannot function. The character is that oil that feeds it. If God anointed everybody today here as a prophet with the spirit of Elisha, majority before we walk out here would probably lose that grace, that, that anointing, because we don't have the character to maintain it. Let me rephrase it quickly. If you had the power to call down fire from heaven and somebody at work now parked for the fourth time on your parking spot. How would that fire be used? <laughs> Brother, my sister, with the love and grace of God, if you now park upon my parking space again. Number five means grace, but I'm telling you now, if I see that car there again, nor you or me or the Lord will see that car ever again because I'll be calling fire down. <laughs> Am I talking to the right people here? Can you see why God cannot entrust us with the power to heal, to deliver when we don't have the character to maintain that gifting? Focus more on your character than your gifting. Focus more on your character than your gifting. 
Ask God for Christ to be formed on the inside of you. Gift does not mean that you are happy. But character means that you are happy. A woman can have a 30-carat ring, a gift that is this big, and still not be happy. It takes character to love somebody year in and year out, allowing Christ to change you more than the other party. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank God for my wife. Next Sunday, I'll be married 29 years to my beautiful wife. Amen. When you're married 29 years, it's the grace of God, I can tell you now. It's Christ being formed on the inside of you, letting go, and letting Christ rule and reign in your heart. Amen. So I thank God for my wife for loving me for 29 years and uh, being next to my side and helping me here in ministry as well. Amen. Christ came to restore back glory to all of us. To all of mankind. You were designed for glory, but focus on the character. Amen. Turn to the person next to you, say, focus on your character. Turn to the person on the other side, say, focus on your character. You know, when you can speak eloquently, you are friendly, you have the ability to inspire, you can do all those things it does not make you a pastor. You need the anointing of God upon you. God who calls you and anoints you. His ability that becomes your ability. I said God gives His anointing to suitable men and women. The question we have to ask is who's suitable? Nobody. Don't feel condemned, nobody, because all of us have sinned. That's why God chooses grace rather than works. That when we come and we make this the standard for our lives, things start to change. When you have a willingness to be obedient to the word of God, the Holy Spirit starts to work in you, with you, and through you. This is the way that God does it. Obedience is the only proof of your faith. Obedience is the only proof of your faith. Continual obedience is the only proof of your godly character. Can I say that again? Obe obedience to the word of God is the only proof of your faith. Anybody can be obedient once. Anybody can say, I'm going to be kind today, and you can have... A but to do it day in and day out... You need the help of the Holy Spirit for Christ to be formed on the inside to have godly character. It's one thing to be friendly and put on a Jesus face on a Sunday. It's a completely different thing Monday to Saturday when you're not at church. Can I see your hand if I'm talking to the right people? It's when we obey the Word of God that our character is being built. Decca makes me angry or I make Decca angry. And now I read, as Christ has forgiven me, 
I should forgive. God, she's made me angry so many times. I'm so angry with her. As Christ has forgiven you, forgive her. God, I'm going to be obedient. Please forgive me, Decca, and I forgive Decca, or Decca forgives me. That is Christ's character being formed and shaped on the inside of you. When you read something here and you become obedient to it, Christ's character is being formed on the inside. Are you still ready to make this the standard for your life? Family, listen to me. Acts 5 verse 32. Go and memorize this scripture this week. Turn to the person next to you and say, memorize this scripture. We all say, I want more anointing. I want more of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, work in me, with me, through me, help me. Here is the key. Acts 5 verse 32. And so the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey Him. Do you want more of the Holy Spirit? Become more obedient. When you become more obedient, you'll see the working of the Holy Spirit in you, forming and shaping Christ on the inside of you. Daniel, when he heard the decree that he was going to be thrown into the lion's den, did he have a spiritual warfare meeting? Did he call Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and say, trouble, come, warfare time, we have to... No. He went on being obedient, going down on his knees three times a day as his custom, and he gave thanks to God. The king in Daniel 6.16, go read it, says, The God whom you serve continually is the one who will deliver you. His habit, a continual habit of being obedient, he knew God was his shield, God was his protection. When you're obedient... When you find yourself in the furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because of your obedience, the fourth person would be there with you. King, let me just tell you one thing. Whether our God delivers us or not, He's our deliverer. When you are continuing obedient to the Word of God, when you find yourself facing a giant, you'll see with that little slingshot, you'll take out that giant. Obedience brings the Holy Spirit on the scene. Obedience to the word of God without a prayer. When you are walking with God, being obedient to his will and his plans, when you are meditating upon it, saying it, observing it, doing it, without even praying, God will make your way successful and you'll find yourself prospering. Because those are the seeds that you are sowing. Can I have one amen? Turn to the person next to you and say obedience. I know. <clears throat> Go to Malachi 3, verse 9. Let me show you something here. I don't teach a lot on finances. I just want to show you something. I'm going to show you something from a different angle. You've had this scripture read to you. If you were in other churches, I don't think I've ever read this scripture more than three times in the 20 years of the church to teach on it if you've been in the church. So, but I know people come and they say, you're cursed with a curse. It says, you're cursed with a curse for you're robbing me. Let me just say this. To be blessed is to have God's presence in your life. Emmanuel, God is with us. A curse is when God is not with you. That's when you are cursed. God not with you. For you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the whole tithes into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house and test me now in this, 
says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows, verse 11, then I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your ground nor your vine in the field. It cast its grapes, says the Lord of hosts. So obedience, when you obey the word of God, God's presence comes upon you. When you're obedient with your finances, the presence of God is upon your finances. So this is not really a test for God. It's testing our hearts to see if we can be obedient and faithful in our finances. Turn to the person next to you say, tithing is a test of obedience. God says, when you're obedient, I will give my Holy Spirit. So he says, when you give your tithes, my light, my favor, my righteousness, my presence rests upon your finances. And when that light rests upon your finances and everything that you are busy with, guess what? When darkness tries to come against it, that light will expel the darkness. So that's all that you're doing. Is that a test for God? No. It's just a test for us to say, God, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be faithful in this. When you go to 2 Corinthians so 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. Um, can you guys just put it up quickly for us? Let me show you something. God wants his presence in your life. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. From the beginning, God designed you to be clothed with glory. Everything that you touch, everything that you possess, to be covered with God's glory. When man sinned, they were disconnected from the glory. When Christ came, he came to restore back that glory to our lives, to make it easy. He said in John 17, when he was praying, he says, Father, the glory which you have given me, I have given them, so that the world can believe, so that the world can see that I am with them. So when we are obedient to the word of God, God's presence starts to work in our lives. And people even in the world, like the king in Daniel 6, verse 16, will say, the God whom you serve continually, he will help you. He was saying, Daniel, there's nothing that I can do to make it easy for you. They've got me. But I know your God is going to make it easy for you because you've been faithful in serving him. What does it say? Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So how's that possible? How is it possible if I'm sowing seed that it can multiply. That's only God that can do that. When his presence rests and is working in and through what you are busy with. But here's the part I want you to see. He says, and increase the fruits. Not fruit, fruits of righteousness. Why is righteousness so important? Because righteousness produces miracles. Christianity is about righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. His ears are attentive to the praise. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So it's all about righteousness. He who knew no sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. Is any of us righteous? No. Did God ever sin? No. God received our sin. He became our sin so that we can become his righteousness. When we give in the right way, it increases the fruits of our righteousness. 
it's more a test about obedience and character than anything else. Um, the ten virgins. All of them had oil. All of them had lamps. All of them f- fell asleep. All of them had to be woken up. All of them saw Jesus. Only five with the oil. What is the oil? The oil is the character. What is it that will allow you to go in and be a part of the banquet? The oil. The character. It's the character test. It's not about all these things on the outside. The gifts. All those things will be added when we seek the kingdom of God. So make a decision. Go and make it easy. Go and make it easy. Can I close with this? In conclusion, turn to the person next to say, make it easy. So if you want it to be easy, become obedient to the will of God. Our character is the most important thing. You know, I'm married 29 years next week. I've been a pastor, I think, for 25 years. And I'm still discovering some things in my character that I'm not happy with, that I want to change. Am I talking to the right people here? So can I give you some good advice? What I do to change? I write down the character things that I don't like. Let's call it bad character, okay? That, and I say, okay, this is something that I don't like. Then I draw a line through it and I write what I want. And then I just start to change that one thing. So I want to encourage you. Those things that you don't like, just don't say, this is me, take it or leave it. Um, That's not in the Bible, okay? That's not in the Bible. It's not something you can quote and say to people, even if you're a Christian. This is me, take it or leave it. No, we cannot leave you because we love you. So that's why we're going to talk to you about it. Is that okay? Don't get angry. That's why, here. That's why we are here to give instruction in righteousness. In conclusion, make it easy for others. When you make it easy for others, God will make it easy for you. If you want more of the Holy Spirit in your life, become more obedient to the Word of God. To be obedient to the Word of God is, is not always easy. Everything in the beginning seems difficult. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes. The challenges in life will still be there. But as you make a decision, I'm going to keep this heart pure. I'm going to train this heart to be quick to forgive. I'm going to train this heart to not hold grudges. Can I have an amen? I'm going to work on this heart that it can be as pure and holy as God himself And the easiest way is just to come and give Jesus the rightful place in your heart. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.